Sean with this week's breakdown of Geek Stuff. And welcome to episode 123, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Episode 123. (laughs) 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 All right. It's it's little things, man. Uh, So, hi. Welcome to the program. Um, This week, Ed, I, I, and Eric are alive. Yeah. This week. We're back. We're back in studios doing the live show. Um... So we start off the show like we always do, talking about our weeks, if anything exciting happened, you know, standard, standard business as usual. As usual. And then uh, we talk, uh, we talk about the f- top five box offices of the of the week. Yes. Um, the second box office of the week, I was kind of surprised at. Number two movie, yes. The number two movie, yeah. Um, and I guess because nothing else really came out, I guess, to compete <laughs> against it. Um, so I kind of have ha- a half review on that movie, but I also have a review on the uh, number one movie of the week, which is American Sniper. You get to hear my opinion um, on the movie. All right. So, I mean, it's kind of really it. Yeah. I, I, you know, other than that, it's basic shenanigans. So uh, sit back, relax, and uh, laugh along with us, and we'll see you at the end. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your co-host, Erica. Hi, everybody! Hi! We're live! We're back! Yay! We're back! A man behind the mask! (laughs) So there's that. (laughs) You remember that song? No. (laughs) No, it was uh, Alice Cooper for Friday the 13th. Ah, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, whatever. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, last week we, uh, we, we weren't here in studio live because... It was snowing out. Somebody was scared. It wasn't snow. It was ice, man. <laughs> my cousin stayed That's over. That's shit. <laughs> my cousin walked outside my house and immediately it was like, Phew! slid right down my, my patio. Like, yeah, it was not good. Was there a little yellow kid with jaundice going, ha <laughs> ha? No, but that would have been awesome. <laughs> there was me standing there going, ha <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid with liver function problems. <laughs> <laughs> Something's in that water, I tell you. Four fingers and yellow skin. And hair in the shape of letters. Yeah. <laughs> Three-eyed fish. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Philly! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I bravely made the trek over to Ed's place and then I did a podcast. Two-parter. Two-parter, yep, yep. Did we learn anything that those shows? I don't no. think so. No. <laughs> Did we learn anything on these shows? No. no. Alright, well, uh, so let's get into the live comedy action that is known as Geeksters. Yeah. <sighs> so how was your week? Um I gotta say honestly kinda uneventful. Really? Yeah, I mean most of it was uh, work related. I worked four out of the five days this week. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on up. Mm, to the east side. To a deluxe apartment in the sky. I I <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean also I've been I've been really like I've I've mentioned a couple times on the show, I've been binge watching Futurama, a show mm. I've never really watched religiously when it was live on air. Right. So but have Netflix, 
Live on air? Did you check <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. Well, I mean, the live, like, when it's on air and the original, the original programming. Right. So I have an episode and a half left. Eh, gotta be honest, I'm like, eh. Like, I've, I've watched ten full, I'm um, watching ten full seasons, and my opinion of the show is, yeah, I didn't miss much. <laughs> well, yeah, I the last what three weeks. That's all. If I pop the TV on, if I pop Netflix on, I'm watching Futurama because I'm committed. There I'm, you go. You know, I don't really like if I fall asleep during an episode. I'm not rewinding that episode. Right. I'm just moving on because I'm going. I, I'm sure everything works out for the gang. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be left with burning questions. Uh, there was a couple of things I did. Like when you watch this, like when you watch a series, like from beginning to very end, mm-hmm. I like there was a couple of like, stuff that popped up and you go, oh, nice reference to stuff that's happened in the show mm-hmm. like years before. I go, yeah. all right, well, these guys, at least these guys are paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Because I mean, if you're watching it every single week, you know, it gets to a point where if you haven't seen the earlier episodes for a while, you kind of forget. Yeah. Like there, there's been a couple, um, a couple times that that happened where I went and watched older episodes and then watched newer episodes and then it referenced back to those older episodes. I was, I never would have gotten it. Had I not watched it sort of out of order. Right. Like there was this, like, um, case in point, there was when Fry originally, you know, if anybody doesn't know the future, you know, spoil- spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> For the show that ended five years ago. Uh, two. Whatever. 2013. 2013. Yeah. That was Still the- not within the last six no, months. So that, at this point. That is true. I'm just saying the only reason why I know is because every time I go, it says, you know, Futurama. 2013. I'm going, oh, that's must have been when the last episode aired. And sure enough. Yeah. But in the very first episode, again, spoiler, Fry gets frozen and gets sent a thousand years into the future, and it's the year 3000. Mm. What I also like, too, is that the show also kept up with the year as well, because if they mention a reference, like it's 2013 when the show was on, mm. it's 3013. You know, I'm like, oh, all right, so the guys are at least, you know, keeping up with yeah. with that. But, you know, he falls into the, the into the machine, wakes up a thousand years later couple seasons later he has to go he's back in time mm. and then i see um leela katie Sagal's uh character found this creature nibbler mm. little black <laughs> character with the, the three eyes you know yeah, one of the, well, yeah. well i'm watching and they're, and they're redoing a scene where he falls in but in the trash can i see nibbler's eye i'm going that wasn't there the first episode right and i'm like it's interesting and then like a couple episodes later he asked they talk about it and nibbler actually was there that day to to you know make sure that he fell into the machine because he's got a higher purpose right hmm. but it was very like oh and then there you know it's very back to the future because then fry at one point has to go back in time to stop himself from making from stopping he has to stop himself from stopping himself from to not go into the machine <laughs> you know so and they're hiding under their desk and then there's nibbler and they're like you know it's like oh i like how they back to the future it was, yeah. it was cute yeah it was smart I mean, other than that, I'm just like, all right, I don't really feel like I missed much. Like, <laughs> Didn't change your life. Didn't change my life, but yet I spent the last three weeks probably watching every single episode. And I have a, an episode and a half left, you know, so I'll probably watch tonight so I can go, I'm done. <laughs> and then I'll pick some other, like, see, like uh, Netflix, the interview just started mm-hmm. on Netflix. You know, I've seen it. I'll probably, you know, might watch it again. There is a couple other, like. Uh, tidbits of stuff that like uh, Patton Oswalt comedy special popped up on. I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. And I think next week, uh, ne- next week, I think next month, uh, House of Cards season three comes out. Hmm. So uh, all leading up to April, April 10th, midnight. 
I'm going to be Daredevil. <laughs> you know, that's their, you go, oh, 11, 10, 15 at midnight. All the episodes are going on. <laughs> we'll get to the studio. Where's Sean? I don't know. I haven't seen him in about two weeks. 12 hours, la- 13 hours later, I'm like, ah, it's now noon. You know? <laughs> what you do? Did you get any sleep? No. Why? Daredevil. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and I did go to the movies this weekend. Um, you know, when we do the box office top five, mm-hmm. I'll have uh, my review on... What I'm going to assume is probably the number one movie of the week, you yeah. know. And then uh, I also have a kind of a half interview because my girl went to the movies last night and saw a movie that's probably not in the top five, mm. but I'm sure it's on the top ten at least. And I'll give my I'll give what her comments were because mm. it was a movie that I had no interest in seeing. She went with one of her girlfriends who did want to see this movie, and I was just like, when she told me, I, my eyes kind of rolled. I was like, really? Like this movie? Like, okay. <laughs> So you'll just have to tune in in a few minutes to find out what it is. What? what? All right, Eric, how was your week? It was... It was a week. <laughs> I spent time with a friend of mine who I haven't seen in, in a while, which was nice. And then the most interesting part of that night, other than hanging out with her, because I love her, she's an absolute sweetheart, um, she lost her keys. And she's just like, yeah, I lose them all the time. Like, I would be shitting a brick. Well, because I, I mean, if, if you drive, if you lose your keys every other week, maybe you told, hey, you just kind of go. Well, nah, that's kind of the way she nah. was. I was like, well, can Kyle bring you any or do you need a locksmith? What, like, and she's like, yeah, Kyle will bring me some. Yeah, it's okay. No like she was just so laid back about it. And I'm sitting there like panicking. <laughs> she found them. Where were they? In her pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the little jaundice kid comes out and points at her and goes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on top of it, we were we were in Broomall because we met up. There's a um, a Barnes and Noble in Broomall that's kind of halfway between where I work and where she lives. So we meet up there because it's it's easier for both of us. So now I know how to get there. I'm not as good at getting home, like <laughs> reversing yeah. the direction because the way it is it's Erica's, it's kind of like, Erica's yeah. car comes with a whole a, a big tube of breadcrumbs it really does <laughs> every time the, every time the wheel rotates around its axle it drops a, a breadcrumb yeah that's that's kind of what it is and I ended up I don't even know where the fuck I ended up some I think somewhere in media just out of curiosity what kind of phone do you have a very, very slow Google map. Well, I, I mean, it has uh, maps on it. It's a smartphone. has maps on it, but it <laughs> runs it's so fucking that, slow. Too bad yeah, operators a, not smart. Like too bad have a smart operator. <laughs> no. Well, and that's... I thought I'd be fine just going back the way I came, but it's kind of... It's um Route 1, where I needed to turn to get back onto 476, and it does route that... One, people, this, a local reference to the Roosevelt Boulevard. Well, at this at this point, it was no longer Roosevelt Boulevard, and it was just Route 1. But it does that same thing where it has inner lanes and outer lanes. Right. And I got into the inner lanes instead an, of the... I needed the outer lanes. You, you had an Indian instead of an Audi. Yes. Uh, and I missed my exit, and I'm just sitting there going, fuck! <laughs> it's is- not like in Philly where you can just turn down the next block and go back around. Like, No. 
This is well. You have to wait for the next exit, exit and get off, and then make the left. And yeah, then the left to get back on it and go. Yeah. Not when no, like not, it not was all curves, it. and it completely threw off my internal. It's everyone's like when that happens to me, I go fuck. I missed my exit. Well, that's okay. You know, like I'll just go off the next exit. Yeah. When's the next exit? Fifteen miles. Fuck. That's kind of the way it was. It was like a mile down the road, and I'm like. I have no clue. I, I, like, by the time I got there and I got... And it was, like, the longest fucking exit. I swear to God, it was like a corkscrew to hell. It... <laughs> well, you were in Philly. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was in Delco. Oh, just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I... Thankfully, like, I pulled over. I had my regular GPS with me because, like, I, I tried getting my maps going at the same time as my old school GPS. My old school GPS beat my fucking brand new oh, smartphone. Old school GPS is what you call it. It's a bird and it digs into the sun. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> Where do we go? We're lost. Yeah, well, I can only peck so hard. It's a living. Kind of, yeah. But thankfully, I, I think I'm doing pretty good at Simpsons and a Flintstone reference so far in the first 15 minutes. All right. But yeah, so I eventually got back to. Oh, I can't even remember the. It, it was like. It was the media. I got back to downtown media. And okay. from there, I knew where I was. So I was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> so got back to 476. And it's snowing at this point, And it was starting to drift. Oh, and so I'm just like, panicky. well, I was panicky because it's all hills. I don't know where I'm at. It's starting to snow. I don't know how fast the snow is going to come down. I'm like, I need to get the fuck the, out of here. The kind of driver, when she leaves the house, she spins around three times, she gets lost. <laughs> kind of. Like, where am I? Oh, I, I completely own the fact that I have zero sense of direction. That's why I have my phone and my old school GPS. Like, I, I, get, very, I get lost very, very easily. So, yeah, that was... That she, sucks. She needs a runner car to go ahead. You're gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm a hundred. I'm a mile away from you. I'm a mile ahead of you. You're gonna make the right on to exit one thirteen. <laughs> All um, I gotta say is thank God my boyfriend has a better sense of direction than me. And he's not even in town. No. <laughs> well, which sucks. But <laughs> he's there on the phone. Um, you're probably gonna make a, the next right. How do you know that? I know where you are. How do you know that? Because I'm. I've driven it. The camera's in your car. <laughs> No, thankfully, I, I just got to make it through a few more, through more year, few more years till he moves over here, and then I don't have to worry as much about getting lost. All right, again. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, anything so, else other than the slip and fall of your cousin? Yeah, that was that was interesting. Well, my like I said, my she came over, she sl- spent the night, and then my friend Kelly came and visited, and that was you know that was nice. We went, we did, uh, we went shopping and everything. And we had all these plans to, like, do manicures and, you know, facials and watch movies and drink cocktails. And we got back from shopping and I was like, good night. <laughs> it was like 11 o'clock at night and we were all asleep. And I'm, I woke up the next morning. I'm like, being a grown-up sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a grown-up sleepover. We go shopping. We come home. And we sleep. We bought shoes. Squeeze. <laughs> so there, there was that. Oh, and I ha- my best news of the week is my boyfriend has booked his ticket to come out and visit me for my birthday. So I'm very happy nice. for that. Yay. Yay. 
It's exciting for me. I'm happy. Sure. Because he, he, you know, we've been together. Same for us. We get you out of our hair. Ah! <laughs> Since I invited you both to my birthday party, so fuck you. So you can sit there and drink go, yeah! Yeah, you got to pay for yourself. That's fine. <laughs> but it's, You do uh, realize, though, we're going to be very observant that entire night so we can report it on the show. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the podcast and equipment. <laughs> You're gonna be sitting up. there with a microphone, trying to be like set up in the like, back. Put a put big bouquet of flowers around it. <laughs> These are for you. <laughs> we have a little midget holding a big scented mic. <laughs> Guys, who hired the midget? <laughs> Shh, dude, scrunch down even more. <laughs> she can see you. <laughs> Take the bouquet of flowers with the microphone home. <laughs> You'll be listening to the playback. Oh! We'll set, we'll set a booth back in the back and be like, ladies and gentlemen, next coming up, it's time to do the funky chicken. <laughs> so, Ladies skate only. Ladies skate only. <laughs> Yes, I am. I'm next up to the stage, Erica. She likes long walks. Put drop the beers and put your hands together for destiny. <laughs> and put- Erica, you're in a diner. Put your bra back on. Woo! I got I got ham and eggs right here. Woo! <laughs> Bunch of old Jewish people, three boots over, going, "What's going on? Oh, this neighborhood's going down." Harold, put your dollars away. <laughs> but if I'm here for dinner and a show. Oh my god, I can't wait for my birthday now. It's gonna be fucking amazing. <laughs> back. So how was the birthday, Sean? It was alright. I had, you know, ham and eggs and it was quite quite lovely, quite quiet. No old Jewish people, no no strippers, no now, I mean We sat uh, down, we had a cake, it was nice. <laughs> some guy comes in. Oh look, hello, Officer Barbarady. Yes, hello. Um I'm here to uh, speak to you, Erica. Someone said you've been a naughty girl. You make my world. I'm oh, yeah. a cop. Cop comes in. You guys got me a stripper. Starts ripping off. <laughs> Ma'am. My uncle will be standing there. No, Erica. He's he's a real cop. Stop touching him. You and I will be in the back going. And there's the mace. <laughs> She's now riding around the floor, scratching at her eyes. Oh, it burns! Like, it was so worth it! Someone grabbed the milk and poured it in her face. Shut <laughs> like, he said he was a stripper! <laughs> and then that's when the little yellow kid comes out. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a good birthday party. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... Next up, your waitress, Flo, everybody. <laughs> She's standing there. Kiss my grits, yeah! Are you getting us on one check or are you separating it? Separate checks, you fuckers. I need two chickens and a pig stat to go. Give it legs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, memories of diners. Anyway, <laughs> I, can't, I already know what I'm getting. I, I'm getting the same thing I get every time I go to a diner: pork roll and a Kaiser with cheese and a side of fries. I ha- oh, you know what? It's, first of all, yuck! What? <laughs> I fucking love pork roll. 
Yeah. Love pork roll. <laughs> pork rolls. I know what's in it. I don't fucking care. Nothing sounds like a meal like a pig's anus. I don't care. Salted. It is a delicious anus. <laughs> I had Don't to, judge it till you lick it. I, I, I've, 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 had, I've had pork roll in the past. I mean, I'm from Philadelphia. I think it's a law. You have to try it at least once. Yeah, I Pork tried, roll and scrapple. Being that my girl's from Texas has never heard of pork roll. Really? Never. Yeah. And I had to actually Google a picture and send it to her. And she's like, oh, it looks like... And I forget what the you know what the Texan equivalent of that is. I'm like, yeah. Texan roll? No. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but it's horrible. Horrible. It's I have ass. <laughs> I've seen hair. No. <laughs> you know, like, ew. It's so good. I went to, um, I was in California visiting my sister, and we walked into one of these, like, Actually, little... I'm sorry. Oh, mm. sorry. It just dawned me. She said she, it reminded her of Spam. I'm like, oh, no. No. Uh, okay. I actually stopped eating Spam. Because I chomped a bone in it one time. And after, like, it was one of those things where you know how you bite down and right. there's something there that's... So I did that thing where you like spit it out. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's 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 bone. That's a fingernail. I, <laughs> like, you could see the little bits of, of you know, where the, the marrow was. And I'm like... I, I know how old this pig was. <laughs> could have been worse. Could have been the jelly. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, I just gotta yeah, do, after I just that, gotta do <laughs> I, I threw out the rest of that spam, and I have not eaten it since. Spam, I can't spam, 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 spam. But yeah, so we, me and my sister, went to this little greasy spoon diner that was around the corner from where she was living in San Dimas, and. And yes, I did watch. Does their high school rock? (laughs) No, it it doesn't. Okay, real quick before I get into San Dimas, looks nothing like the movie. Nothing. San Dimas high school football rules. (laughs) Nothing like the movie. I'm walking around going, I am fucking disappointed. People be going, yeah, yeah, it's not like you're the first person to ever said that. I did, however, we went to, back back when you could still rent movies, we went to a movie rental place, and we rented Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And watched it and in, watched in, it in San, San Dimas. Oh, I meta. had to. How mad. Shut up. It was one of those things I was like, I'm going to regret it if I don't. It's stupid. I don't care. I'm surprised you had a copy. <laughs> That's right. You figured- I'm surprised there was a video store. <laughs> Excuse me, I like to rent Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We don't, we don't mention that movie around here. <laughs> you know what there was a lot of in San Dimas, though? There were- Vampires? Besides that, um, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's Sunnydale. That's Santa Cruz. <laughs> no, there was um, uh, Model T and Model A cars and Volkswagen Bugs, ton of them. Like there was, there was actually next door to the Greasy Spoon, there was a place that restored old Fords, oh, okay. and they specialized in Model As. Mm. So they actually had one for sale out front of the out front of the store, and I'm standing there going. I'm so tempted to walk in there and ask how much, but I know it's one of those things. If you got to ask, you can't afford it. So I didn't bother. Oh, like I got myself a bug and we're going to go back in time, man. <laughs> Whoa. You know, and Mustangs. Are they making a third? Yeah. I don't, I'm so I don't, there. I don't know how I feel about I'm that. I'm so there. Middle-aged Bill <laughs> I'm and I'm so Ted. on the fence. <laughs> Middle-aged Bill and Ted. Whoa, dude. But it's not going to be the same without Rufus. Yeah, I know. That's, that's I the know. only problem. I, that's dude. That's... I, I think that's part of the reason I'm not really that excited about it because George Man, Carlin's not depends there. On how, depends on how they do it. Yeah, that's true. Like maybe they can 
do a tribute to him or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But, but yeah, so we went to this Greasy Spoon. I never look at... Well, not never, but I rarely look at the, the menus and diners because 99% of the time they have the same 10 yeah, things. it's the same thing. So I walk in and... What's the special? Meatloaf! Okay. What's the special? Which is in Texas. What's the special? It's a meatloaf. <laughs> Italy is a dollar. It's a meatloaf. <laughs> but I walk in, I'm like, can I get um, scrambled eggs and some pork roll? And the woman looks at me and she's like, pork What's roll? pork roll? Yeah. yeah. And the whole week I had been trying to blend in as a local. Like, I just, I just, and right then I was like, well, fuck, there goes that. <laughs> That's when someone stands up and goes, foreigner, get her! She ain't from around here. Sorry, I read about this. Whoa, 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 whoa. You read about us? We got ourselves an out-of-towner and a reader. Get her! We don't take kindly to your folk. We got two things in here. Ham, eggs, and bacon. That's three things. Hey, hey, hey! Oh, someone's all smart mouth now. Ah, fuck. Let me guess. You read them one of your books? No, it says here around. Book learning? It says here around the menu. Oh, she's a sassy girl. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> like you win the crowd. And suddenly over. we're best friends. Yeah, you win the crowd over. I just be the smart ass. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. That was so, that was so my youth. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, my diner experience is there was a diner, and I, I'm going to say the name because it's no longer around. Millie's Loving Diner. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it used to be on, uh, I want to say Rising Sun. Rising Sun Avenue, yeah. Real close to where. Uh, we never, we never, oh, near Five Points. Yeah, well, yes. further no, 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 down, no, no, further, 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 further. Heading further. towards, like, Castor, like, towards Lawndale, or heading up towards Verre Road? No, down, yeah. down, down, down. It's, yeah. it's actually, oh, okay. Right. I always forget, what, uh, it's real close to, um... Adams and the mm-hmm. Boulevard, around that area. All right, now I know so where you're talking. So we used to go there all the time, and the only thing that was safe to eat for me was egg Benedict, uh, eggs Benedict. That was the only thing I would eat there. Hmm. And I'll never forget this. Is, and I, I'll, I, Mark still brings this up, my friend Mark, that you two know, but the audience doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> One Thanksgiving, my, I'm like we, my, my mom's great aunt was around. Um, she used to like to go out. To eat for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking I really don't want to go anywhere on Thanksgiving. It usually sucks, right? Yeah. But I'm like, all right. And I remember, you know, having to work that night, and Dad kept saying we're going to this place called uh, the Love Inn, a diner. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it never registered because <clears throat> everyone calls it Millie's. Yeah, everyone, everyone calls it Millie's. Yeah. No one ever calls it Love and Diner. So I'm just like, hey, we're going to I'm like, what fuck? And then. My dad picks me up, and it's me and him in the car, and I'm in the passenger side, and we start driving this familiar route, the route that I go every night after work mm-hmm. to Millie's to have <clears throat> Eggs Benedict, because yeah. it's the only, every time I tried any kind of food after that, by the time I got home, I was throwing up, you know, don't know why, don't know what, just whatever, so I'm like, eh, seems kind of familiar, I'm like, Dad, what's, what's the name of this place? He's like, it's, it's the Love and Diner, I'm like, is that... Where is it at? And he starts telling me. I'm like, do you mean Millie's Love and Diner? And he's like, I'm like, do you mean Millie's? He's like, yeah, it's Millie's Love and Diner. But, we, you know, it's the Love and I'm like, we're going to Millie's for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, 
The place is a shithole. <laughs> the only thing that's worth eating there is the eggs Benedict because I don't fucking throw up. <laughs> I'm like, you're telling me I got to spend my Thanksgiving on a place I really don't want to go to start off with to a diner I fucking hate. I'm like, worst holiday ever. I'm not having the turkey. I'm not having the stuffing. You know what I have that evening for Thanksgiving? Eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict. Eggs. And Dad's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's a horrible place. And he's like, I've never been there. I'm like, Dad, it's a horrible place. And we get there. and, it, and I mean, it's a, it's a low-end diner. And it looks exactly like Mel's Diner from Alice. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a dive. It's a dive, yeah. And I'm sitting there and my, you know, my... And I'm already stewing. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, and it goes, around, oh, well, we'll have the turkey. And yeah, everyone's getting like their Thanksgiving Day yeah. special. And I'm like, and, and the guy looks at me. I'm just like, eggs Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, don't you want to have the, I'm like, trust no. me. Trust me. I'm the only one that's going to live through the night. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm sitting there grumbling with my eggs Benedict, you know, I'm like, you know, whatever. And we get home, and my mom's like, you know, I don't feel so good. My dad's like, me too. I was like, see, I told you. Screw both of you. Next time, listen to me. <laughs> Worst diner experience ever. See, I grew up going to the Mayfair Diner. And then it got bought by, I think, the same people who own Michael's. Okay. And after that, it was like the food... Like, compared with what I had growing up, it just, it went downhill, and I stopped going there around, I think I stopped going there around when I was in high school, and I started going up to dining car instead. Oh, yeah, that was a nice, that's a nice track, that's a good diner. Good diner. It, it's really, right it's really good. Listening from across the round, going, okay, no Millie's Loving Diner, dining car good, Mayfair Diner good. <laughs> you know. There was another one, too. Do you remember Mayfair Madrid? Nope. No. no, see, from growing up, my my diner mm -hmm. was the one right next to my high school, which mm -hmm. was um, the Country Club. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is still around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and actually, they're they're not bad. Like, they're not we, bad. We've had, um, not, I've had I'm brunch there. I'm not allowed there. in there. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I got banned. <laughs> Why? Being me. <laughs> I, I, what it's a minor miracle he's allowed in anywhere. You know what? I think it was just a, 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 a melange. A, you know, like melange. A, melange. Thank you. You're welcome. Of just everything. It was the perfect storm of Sean. I mean, because well, Sean and friends. Because <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, I just walked in, the pantless going, hey, got any shrimp on the Barbie? You know, it wasn't like that. Was, All right, I'm like... telling you right now, if you get me fucking banned from the diner we're going to for my birthday, I will never fucking forgive you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> accept it. Challenge accepted. It is one of the last diners I can go to that doesn't suck. I mean, and again, this is, we're talking decades and decades ago, because I mean, through most of my, as a kid, that was the diner we went to all the time as a kid, and as a teenager, mm -hmm. you go to the same diner, yeah. you know, and it was open 24 hours, and it'd be like, hey, after the movies, it's mm -hmm. one o'clock in the morning, let's go get something to eat, you know, and we'd be loud, we'd be obnoxious, you know, I mean, I would, you know, make it a point if the waitress was cute to make sure I hit on her, it was, you know, a rule, mm -hmm. you know, a rule of thumb, but we used to... I, Okay, you know, oh, hey, boy. <laughs> back in the day, I don't know if they still do it anymore. I mean, diners in general, like when you order like a club sandwich, they would put this long a toothpick that, in. like spiky thing. That yeah. spiky thing with a little kind of curly stuff on the end. Right. 
Well, what I used to do. I think some of them do, I mean, still. Well, well, what I used to do, here you go, kids, gather around. Oh, boy. <laughs> I used to take a straw. Yeah. And put it in there, and it becomes, oh, sweet it becomes a blowgun. <laughs> How old are you? Sean, don't get me banned! 15, 16, okay, 17. All right, all right. I won 42, then. You know, it happened <laughs> you last should, week. I think at this point you should be able to go back in there. I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> I think my name. I was scared. I was scared. My picture well, wait, might wait, be. What age range were you banned? I was, it was late teens. No, because we were there in our 20s. I know, and I was kind of shifting. I was looking around then, too. That's right, you yeah, were. Yeah, see? Explains why he kept his baseball cap on down. Yeah. See, I was kind of shifty then. I was like uh, looking around going, I hope no one recognizes me because I wasn't sure you'd have been allowed in there. That was your idea to go. Yeah. I went to see if it was 25 there. years later, I think we're okay. Probably 90% of the people who were there are dead. So, you know, you do the old... <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then next thing you know, funk on the, actually, on the ceiling. <laughs> actually, with the people at the country club, it's probably the same people. <laughs> I think it's a Twilight Zone. I know you. It's the same people that have been there for all, forever. It's, you were banned thirty years ago. It's a Twilight Dark Boy. <laughs> Hey, everybody, how you doing? <laughs> you haven't aged a decade, man. <laughs> I've been here since the forties at this age, you know. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, we used to. I used to go, you know, to the thing, and and it, it would shoot out of the, you know, again because it was an excellent weapon, excellent <laughs> weapon. And they had, you know, the tile ceiling, and it would stick in the tile, like, you know, like, you know, like how you would, you know, throw a pencil off, yeah. and it would get stuck up there. Well, imagine that going, you know, like a now st- that story makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that story, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I didn't know why. And by the time we would left, there'd be like half a dozen, maybe a dozen of those oh things. Because we'd all order sandwiches. And, and I wouldn't be the only one, but I would say I probably instigated most of it. <laughs> hey, guys, look this. Hey, watch he this. Got, he got mob rule going. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm definitely when it, if every, like, if Frankenstein, I'd be the guy handing out pitchforks. Going, Let's get him, guys. Come on. Come on, be fun. And then let them all run. I'll just sit back counting the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five bucks a pitchfork. Yeah, yeah sold some torches. It'd be great, you know. Yeah, so I was yeah, pitchforks five dollars, torches seven. Yeah, now my uh, f- uh, pitchfork torches ten. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, I tear off some oiled rags and I tie it around the pitchfork and I let it on fire. You get two things for the price of one and three times the light source. <laughs> and if you stab someone. Chances are they'll catch on fire, too. There you go. What a salesman for $10. (laughs) (laughs) You you see a mob of people. If you ever see a mob of people with pitchforks with torches on the tips of each tip, you know I was there. It's it's called the Sean Special. (laughs) (laughs) Sean is special. (laughs) All right, thank you. You're welcome. Now, my my diner of choice, if, if I'm in the area, it's usually Tiffany's Diner. Okay. All right. It's They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Anyway, so anyways, uh, that was your week. <laughs> <laughs> Three <laughs> years later. <laughs> that was the best boys, your guys. Uh, That's why I went to you last. <laughs> I knew how your week was on the way up to the car. I'm like, what could I last? <laughs> I killed a man in Reno <laughs> just to watch him die. <laughs> and I flew back home. <laughs> No, I uh, the, of course the premiere of uh, Flash and Arrow was this week, so I was able to catch that. And uh... oh, that's right, not not together, just the the episodes are back. Right. Yeah. 
And then Gig on the Nerds was also premiering this week, so... Uh, How was the first episode? It was... Uh, it's ex- what you expect. I mean, if they were making one of those Gutenberg... I don't know what it's called. Those Gutenberg? <laughs> was Steve Gutenberg there? <laughs> no. Hey, oh, guys. the Rube, Rube Goldberg. That's it. Rube Goldberg. Gutenberg? Gutenberg was the printing press, I think. Gutenberg was the actor from Police Academy. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Did he come up to the his friend and made a bunch of noises? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Winslow showed so, up. <laughs> you know, for no particular reason. <laughs> we got no acting jobs. So woo, 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 woo. <laughs> all right, so, so uh, uh, you know, it was uh, they had a, to to announce their show their banners and all, and of course the one team did win. The blue team, I forget their names. Who cares? I was gonna say who's the name? Like it is I. It is we are the Third Reich of the Neverlands. Yeah, it's one of those ones you're like, what? Yeah. You know, yeah and you, you have to which, watch it like two or three times just to... Just to get the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we're the... You know, one's called Smash, and it's an acronym for some uh, long, stupid thing. Super mental athletic... No, athletic is nothing. It's a nerd show. It's ironic. It's got a little asterisk next to it. Ironic. Yeah. Athletic is a quote. <laughs> this year we're going to try to pick up girls with our challenge. <laughs> so the the final face off was they had to do, they had to answer questions on um, uh, anime of, of all different types. Okay, and they were dressed up as both uh, Mothra and uh, Godzilla. Godzilla, and they basically had a track, and it was like first that was like a like a city. And then it was like a war zone, and then it was like a bridge, and then the middle one was a factory. The first one that got to the ma- factory was able to wipe it out. So that was interesting in that way. But uh, oh, okay, so it was a bunch of nerds and giant co- pretending they're yeah, exactly. <laughs> they answered the question right. They were able to, to smash that area and then right. go to the next one. Oh, for okay. the next question. Sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll watch it on demand. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, anything else? That's uh, pretty much. I was sick. You know, for a couple of days, so woohoo! Thrown up or just like? Oh, no, just uh, yeah, yeah, under the weather. Like uh, hide under your afghan on the sofa, like an old Jewish lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I did, it doesn't really. The, the best part about being me being sick is once people find out I'm sick. They don't bother me. <laughs> so it's like, great, you know. Cause I That's work. why I've been running this fever for about 20 years. <laughs> so. Oh, good for you, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> You're better now. Yay. Yay. All right, so let's get to the box office. All right, top five movies. Here we go, kids. <laughs> Taken 3 was a number five movie. It made $7.6 million over the weekend. Did you see my uh, parody? Uh, the, the no, Mario. the Wolf Puncher? No, oh. no. The, I just posted on our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, for people on Facebook. Somebody did a parody uh, Taken trailer with Mario. Oh no, I, 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 I didn't watch it yet. It's very, very funny. Very, very funny. We laugh a lot. All right, so the, so far it made uh, $76 million over overall at the $40 million, $48 million budget, so... There you go, kids. It made money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Taken four is coming soon. Yeah. Oh. All right. What else? The number four movie was The Wedding Ringer. It made eleven point six million over the weekend and thirty nine point six overall in two weeks in release. Okay, that's a twenty three million dollar budget. So it's uh, made its money back a little bit more. All Huzzah! Right. All right. What's number three? Number three was Paddington. It made twelve point three million over the weekend and forty million 
overall in two weekends release. Yeah, I, I mean, it looks I cute. do want to see yeah, that. Looks... I'll probably wait for DVD for that, it but I do want to see it. Yeah. All right, number two. Number two is a new release, and I'm kind of surprised it's at this spot. <laughs> I saw over your shoulder. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The Boy Next Door made $15 million over the weekend. Oh, that movie! And the sad part is it only has a $4 million budget. So it's Yeah, uh, okay. This is the $3 movie. million of it was Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. This movie is the movie that my girl saw last night. Ah. That's why I'm like, really? Came in number two? Yeah, she... This was her... Because, like, I... The number one movie is the movie I saw this weekend. Yeah. So when she told me she was seeing this movie last night, on the way up to seeing the number one movie... I heard how shitty this movie was. Mm. Like, just bad. Yeah, everybody's mm. ripping it, yeah. Well, so I kind of chuckled. I'm like, ooh, good luck. You know, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. And she's like, it wasn't bad. She's like, I didn't feel like I wasted my money seeing it, but it was a creepy movie. It was, I mean, because the plot is, teacher has an affair with her student who's 17, and he becomes obsessive over it. And but I think she doesn't know at the time. With that, that 17? Yeah. And I, well, yeah, because he moves next door yeah. kind of thing. Like, that's mm. hence the title, Boy Next Door kind of thing. Yeah. But it's still the idea. Here's a middle-aged woman having an affair with a you know under eighteen-year-old kid, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, it was just, she's like, it, it wasn't a bad movie, but it still had that creep vibe to it. Like you knew that everything that was going on in this movie was just wrong. Like she was just like, but I just didn't feel. Like, she's like, I didn't feel like I wasted my money. I'm like, well, that's okay then, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how much the money. I, don't, I think her movie. I think it cost like six bucks to go see. Oh, okay. So I'm like, all right, all right, you know. Six bucks not worth worth it. All right, fine, whatever. You know, I have zero desire to see that uh, movie. But you, then again, I'm, I don't. Movies like that don't really do anything for me. So I mean, I would fall asleep <laughs> after fifteen minutes. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it either ends one or two ways. Um, either way, lives get ruined. Mm-hmm. Someone winds up dead, or nothing happens. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> lives get ruined. Somebody dies, or nothing happens. Yeah, you walk out <laughs> gone. <clears throat> You lose an w- hour and a half of your time. Yeah. <laughs> I need that I need that hour and a half back. Alright, so what is the number one movie of the week? If the number one shot? movie was the number one movie from last week is American Sniper. It made 60, $64.3 over the weekend and $200 million overall. And it has a $58.8 million budget, so uh, good for them. Well, yeah, I mean, the first weekend it had opened up, made it already made it, it made more than its money back. That's right. It almost had like a ninety million dollar weekend opening open week, opening weekend. Wow. Okay, so I saw the movie. Yes. Eh. <laughs> really? Honestly, honestly, I did not. I did, okay. Okay, the story is about uh, Chris Kyle. I think his name is. Just quick, Eric. I Google with the yep. yeah. <laughs> I'm on it. And it's basically his his like uh, life story. His life story. Yeah. It's a little over two hours, about two hours and fifteen minutes. And his life is only two hours. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, and he died. Um, yeah. Two years ago, I think it was. Okay. Um, he died. He was he was helping. Uh, yeah, Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle. Thank you. Whew, you know. Directed by Clint Eastwood. Yeah, it's it's the big you know, and it's up for a bunch of Oscars. Mm-hmm. I gotta be honest, this movie is not Oscar worthy. Really? Yeah, I found it. I mean, like, and people, I know people out there going, well, he was this great American. Yeah, he did his job. You know, yeah, he saved a lot of people. I mean, I'm not, all that aside, I, the movie itself, looking at a movie, not of him, but just as a movie, mm. I wasn't impressed. Okay. Like, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like, yeah, America, fuck yeah. I didn't, I didn't, like, 
I didn't walk out because, like, okay, I'm going to kind of agree with Seth Rogen. Oh. Uh, you know, because he kind of caught it. Now, keep, like, keep in mind, because there was, he, it, it reminded him of the movie in Glorious Bastards. There's a, a movie in, that Hitler's showing that they made about. The propaganda. The propaganda. Yeah. It's a movie about their sniper and how they killed, like, you know, 300 Americans mm-hmm. in that tower. And I was like, and he said it reminded him. And it did remind me. I'm not comparing. He, he, even he said, I'm not comparing the two movies. I'm saying it just reminded me. Here's a movie about a sniper that's getting everybody kind of all like, yeah. Like, and I just for the record, pro- I, I before we started the show, I got the definition of propaganda. Mm-hmm. So we're all on the same page. It's information, uh, especially of a biased or misleading nature, mm-hmm. used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said. Clint Eastwood is a NRA advocate, mm-hmm. staunch Republican, mm-hmm. um, very gun pro gun, obviously, mm-hmm. since the NRA, NRA. So I mean, yeah, obviously his his and you're talking about a sniper. So yeah, it's going to lean a little bit towards the whole like, yeah, aren't we awesome kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't really it, like I, going in. I got to be honest, I was expecting like a America, fuck yeah, like you know he's going to be standing on top of <laughs> like him going to be standing on top of like a, like. like at the end of the movie, he's going to be holding an American flag with his sniper rifle over his shoulder, shirtless, you know, like in the, you know, in the Bars Vallejo kind of pose with, you know, his wife hanging on his his leg looking yeah. up at him and while dead body, like standing on a mound of dead bodies, you know, like yeah. going in, I'm like, is this what kind of movie it's going to be? And the theater was packed, obviously. Mm-hmm. But watching the movie, when I left, I was just like, okay, there was, I'm not going to say it wasn't like, <gasps> I can't believe he went through that. I mean, it went through like um, you saw that glimpse of him as a kid mm-hmm. and as his father. And right, right away, like I don't like, I didn't like his dad because his dad was like this. And I know it comes a lot of the information comes from his own autobiography. Mm-hmm. But his dad was like, a, you know, very strict Christian. You know, like oh, there's only three kind of peoples in this world: the uh, the sheep, the the wolf, and the sheep herder. You know, mm-hmm. the sheepdog. And he breaks, makes his speech because the, his younger brother got beat up, you know, and he was like, we're not going to, in this house, we don't have sheep. And he starts pulling off his belt, getting ready to beat his own son because he didn't stand up for himself or didn't beat, beat up the bully. Mm-hmm. But Chris did. And that's why, you know, dad's like, you're the best. Cause you know, you're a sheep herder. You keep everybody else in line kind of thing. And I'm just like, I don't really agree with that kind of a statement. Yeah. You know, like you're, you know, it, I'm like victims. Aren't we all like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just, just like, all right, so right away, I'm, in the first 20 minutes, I'm just getting like this, oh, is this what kind of movie is going to be like? Yeah! But it didn't want to be in that, which was, I was kind of glad. Mm-hmm. But there was also nothing there. Like, I didn't really find, like, I didn't I didn't find his story particularly interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, he did save a lot of people. I, again, I'm not taking that away from him, but as mm-hmm. a storytelling mode, as like a viewer paying 15 bucks to go see a movie, mm-hmm. you know, there the war, you know, the shots they had when it was on tour, um, were very, you know, graphic. Mm. Obviously, you know, you want to see the, the visuals of war. I mean, if I was from another country mm. and I saw this movie, I can kind of go, yeah, you are kind of painting a very um, one-sided view of the Islamic extremists. Mm. But then again, you know, it's you're you're pushing that agenda of these are the bad guys, we're the good guys. Mm. The bad guys are horrible. Good guys are awesome. You know, so I can kind of see, like, where the propaganda kind of plays in, you know, because 
and, and like the place was packed, not too packed, and it was a lot of older crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, you know, like I didn't feel I can't see anybody walking out of this movie going, "I'm fucking joining, I'm I'm joining A, kill me some, you know, Arabs." I, I didn't, you know, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't feel like that. Yeah, let's get them kind of thing. Like yeah. some people were posting, like mm-hmm. uh, you know how awesome this movie is. I gotta be honest. I don't think it's actually worthy of any of the Oscar nods it got. Okay. Cause I mean, okay, um Bradley Cooper was excellent. Mm-hmm. I thought he he buffed he really buffed up for the role. I mean he looked like a he definitely like a meaty kind of guy. Yeah. Um he did you know, I, I think he was good, but when you like if if here's the problem. The Im- imitation game mm-hmm. completely blew that movie out of the water. In my opinion. Like as far as a movie as a movie goes, mm-hmm. I was I was invested from almost the beginning to the end of the imitation game. And with American Sniper, I was like, I, I don't feel like I missed it. If I would have felt, I didn't, I stayed awake the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I felt like if I fell asleep, I wouldn't have missed anything. Okay. Cause there wasn't any, there wasn't any, um, like, I don't want to say like personal struggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're obviously in the book that yes, there's a, um, a sniper that's obviously good on the other side reminded me of a little bit of like enemy of the gate enemy at the gates mm-hmm. with uh Jude Law and um uh what's his name Ed Harris Ed Harris yeah they're world war 2 snipers and they're kind of going after each other right. it almost had like that feel believe it or not because there's a, there's an opposing sniper that's you know getting all these headshots mm-hmm. and you know he gets like you know Chris's buddy and he you know goes in and he he makes this at the time, a near impossible shot of like almost like a mile distance to get this guy, mm. you know. And it's, it's I'm not again stressing as much as I can, not taking away from the man himself mm. of what he did for his mm-hmm. country and for, for anybody, you know, good guys, bad guys, to, to put your life on the line for anything for other people. I'm not going to slam. Entertainment wise, movie snorefest. Well, I mean, I mean, just based on what I know from. Uh, what do you call it? The uh, Clint Eastwood being a director. Yeah. In fact, a lot of those war pictures are not. They're more of a kind of like a history documentary, almost in a way. Yeah. Okay. Like a like a life kind of like almost like a like a live action, but more because he wants the history. He wants the the accuracy of it because like Letters to Iwo Jima, you know those kind of movies. Yeah, but I would say that he kind of. Oh, I'm sorry to not to jump in, but yeah. he kind of fudged some facts though. Because in the movie had Chris doing four tours. I think he actually did six tours. I think is there, it was that in a. Let me find out. It was I'll like the I, I, there was a couple of inaccuracies. Like I read earlier in the week that there was like six like major things that he kind of got wrong mm. to be factual. But I mean, take up the grain of salt. Cause dad's like because my dad said he's like four. Four. He actually did four. Okay. And that, well, it says in here in, in, the, the, movie, in the movie, but he in did real four, life, I think he did out. six. Because my dad mentioned it because. He watches, you know, the History Channel and all that stuff, and I'm like, Dad, if he, if they, if Clint Eastwood wanted to film all six tours, we'd be here for another two fucking hours, you know. And he's like, Yeah, you're right, because even my dad was kind of like, I was expecting more. Like, he's like, I- I've seen this story a hundred times on the History Channel about other people, mm-hmm. you know. There wasn't any kind of, and I get what you're saying to go back to what you're saying about like the snapshot of a person's life. Right, right. That's what it was. It was, it was basically. I mean, I'm. According to his website, he did four. He did four. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, we, but there's probably other stuff that wasn't yeah. accurate, you know, in the movie. But the, the 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 thing I'm trying to get at as fact is is that I think 
Clint Eastwood when he gets these kind of materials, like he like I think since it's Clint Eastwood, they let him greenlight anything. Like it's like yeah, yeah he's going to direct. Yeah, especially I think he's like eighty four at this point. Yeah, it's like you know he's he's got carte blanche because he's done these movies. He's done got Kate Blanchett up in this shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's a um a website I just found called historyvershollywood.com that's yeah. all about American Sniper. It goes down to like they show you the pictures of. The, in the movie oh, versus the, the pictures of the real people. So I'll post that to our yeah, website yeah, yeah. if so, anybody wants to I check that like, out. Because at the very end of the movie, they have like the real footage of his funeral, like the procession and all that stuff. And I got to say, like seeing the actual man, we call what's his... Bradley Cooper did a he, really good job he of, looked, of looking like him. Well, not only him, but also um, Sienna Miller Who compared his, with his wife. Yeah. like. Everybody Clint was real good at casting. Yeah, everybody I'm looking at in here, like I mean, this guy here, um, he played Kevin Dauber Lass. Looks almost exactly like him. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I mean, yeah, he did really good as far as casting goes. Go ahead, so you know, I was but so it's basically like like for me, like with Clint Eastwood doing these kind of films, that they they kind of I think go blind eye like going oh whatever you want to do is fine with me just go ahead and yeah yeah because it's got Clint Eastwood get receipts or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to do just get receipts yeah well woo yes here's some money well we know you're gonna make money out of this right and I think because of the Oscar bump that's why this movie is making so much money as it is now because people are going if this is this is a contender and everybody's talking about it it's buzz 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 let's go see it I, so that's why I think it's making this kind of money I agree. Now the thing is, is that this during this past week we, on Facebook you posted. Yeah, Michael Moore made a, a, a disparaging remark about the movie, and I think that the headline about the the Seth Rogen thing was kind of misleading. You know, in my, I'm going to defend Seth and his his statement. I didn't find like he was just comparing I, one I, movie to another. I didn't dis I didn't disagree with the fact of what Seth Rogen was doing. Right. You know, in the statement, it was the fact that. Seth Rogen, out of all the people, was stepping in like, after the whole interview. Uh, procedure debacle. I don't know what you want to call it. You know, yeah, you know, debacle. But when that happened, it's just kind of odd that he is now going, "Hey, look what Clint Eastwood's doing! Like he's doing." I don't get. You know, it's like. <laughs> well, I, I mean, okay. Here's he, he. It came from his his Twitter account. Yeah. You know, so take it with a grain of salt. I mean, you only have 140 characters to make an opinion about something. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't really think Seth went out to kind of go, hey, you know, like I had the. I, I don't think he went out to say. I don't think he's like. Were you think he was trying to pull? Um, I think it's. I think it's. We think he was trying to divert the attention from the interview to that, American Sniper. Yeah, exactly. A little bit, you know, like anyway, the 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 bad side of it, or also also thinking of the theme side is the fact is that. Maybe the, the interviews was sliding a little bit in terms of viewership. Like, he wasn't getting <laughs> the numbers that he was like, you know, like, well, we still got to get a, like another month and a half of, uh, of viewers to watch this. And it's not on a theater that people can go to. They have to go on demand know. or Netflix now and, and see I mean, it. I, can, I, I guess I can see that, but I don't know. It's just, it's just funny to me, though, that out of all the people, I mean, Michael Moore's an asshole. Right, but my also Michael I take I take him with, I mean, and I'm pretty liberal, but I always take him with a grain of salt to begin with because, like, I, I look at, do they have an agenda that they're trying to push? I think, yeah. That's why I'm like, like, with Michael Moore, all right, great, awesome, you do all these, yeah, like, he, documentaries, but you are trying to push <clears throat> an agenda, and I'm always very 
cautious yeah, like, of taking anybody's word who has an agenda to possibly skew well, and, what they're saying, if and, that makes and sense. And from his comment, his was that his grandfather got killed by a, war, by a sniper in World War II, and he was brought up to believe that all snipers are cowards because you never, they never look you in the eye when they shoot. And I'm like, you know what? From his perspective, I, I guess. I mean, if you're raised with, you know what? Your grandfather was killed in World War II by a cowardly sniper. Had to shoot him in the back from a, you know, half a mile away because he couldn't look him in the eye because he wasn't man enough. You know? <laughs> so, I don't know why he's from Minnesota. I, I, <laughs> like, I, I, I go from... I, everyone everyone with that kind of attitude always have like a southern twang to me. <laughs> you know? I, I just, you know, like, so I kind of... I took his comment with a grain of salt. I'm like, okay, you know what? If that's... And let's face it, I mean, Michael Moore is is the kind of guy that would rather kind of go, this is what we should all get along. Because I saw Bowling for Combine, and I thought it was a, a great documentary. But I mean, also, I, so I, obviously when he makes a statement like that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we all know, like, you're, try, you're trying to be relevant. Yeah. I don't think Seth Rogen has to worry about that. I think he was just kind of going. Hey, it's not something about relevancy. It's yeah. just the fact that, you know, it's like, it's imagining, like, me burning the house down <clears throat> and then going... The neighbor's fucking, you know, some the mailman, you know, and the wife, right. you know, like blah blah blah, and it's yeah. to get the attention off of me burning down my house. You know, like. <laughs> I, I guess, but you know, but then I would keep. I don't know. I mean, I guess by him saying that comparison, though, puts the heat back on him. Any interview, yeah, yeah, it'd be well, like it'd be like um, seeing you. It, it, it'd be more like knowing your your neighbor. Everyone's in the neighborhood's talking about the affair that the mailman's having with the neighbor, so you light your own house on fire. To have everybody else pay more attention to you, you, yeah. you know that's kind of it. it so it's, I just thought it was funny, like out of all the stars, yeah, to, to stand up and go. This is a, because I mean, anybody could have done it. I mean, there, there, yeah, somebody yeah. else besides Seth Rogen. I mean, don't tell me he's the only one in Hollywood to go. You know what? This is a it's like a propaganda film. Like I'm sure other stars or celebrities, it probably. I mean, I do. Well, I do think it's one of the. It, it could be one I of mean, the. Seth Rogen's the least. Not least, I should say, he's not the crackpot. Like you could see, like he's not an evil genius. Yeah, like you could see, yeah. you could see Trump doing it, or uh, yeah, or uh, Seth Rogen is the unlikely kind of guy to go is kind of. And I saw his point though, was walking out because I'm sitting in that theater going, okay, but that's why when he when when you think propaganda, you think and comparing it to the the movie in uh, in, in Glorious Bastards. I was expecting, like I said, you know, him staying on a mounted dead body, shirtless, with his rifle in one hand and an yeah. American flag in the other, while you know people are just cheering him. And it wasn't like that. So, but I can understand the idea because a lot of people who left that movie, according to some of the tweets I saw, were like, you know, it makes me appreciate our our, our we call it our soldiers like a hundred percent more, and it makes me hate them a million times more. I'm like going, but okay. But if you, if I, that's because you're an American. Yeah. And if also, you were like in Paris or let's say England, you might kind of go, well, th- maybe it didn't actually happen that way. Kind of. That's the same though. And, that, and, and that's the thing. I mean, like, like Clint Eastwood will pick, paint a picture of America one way. Sure. You see America a different way. And, and, and yeah. you know, it's like you, you would say this is a propaganda film to Clint Eastwood. This was an American hero yeah. mm-hmm. that needs to be immortalized. In I was, film. I was paying homage to a man who in my eyes is a he- American hero. And yeah. um, again, I agree with Clint Eastwood. He is an American hero. Yes. He did his job and he did what he had to do. It did paint a picture of how that toll, how war takes a toll on a person mm. and how it does affect your family, which kind of like was more of a surprise because I wasn't expecting that kind of element because I, I didn't read, I have no interest in reading the book. I have no real interest outside of what I saw in that two hour and 15 minute, mm. you know, spot of movie. 
But you know, so you did see like a little bit, and it did end with you know like the, like what supposedly happened the day that he died, what he was doing, you know, and you know then the tagline at the end, like he was killed at a shooting range by a, a fellow marine who um who was suffering from you know post traumatic stress syndrome, that kind of thing. Mm. And you're going, and then it cuts into the whole you know the actual procession because he's from Texas, the um. The cattlecade of cars going to the the cemetery and you know seeing pictures and the, the viewing like you kind of was like okay well it was a nice homage or a nice um I guess memoriam mm-hmm. for for the guy to have his story immortalized on the silver screen but it's one of the reasons why I had no interest in seeing Soul Survivor you kind of know how its story ends and watching it didn't make me appreciate or not appreciate it anymore mm. or any less it was just kind of like i walked out going yeah it was okay i mean it was a good it was it was a movie but if i saw it on tv i like having seen it i'm not gonna buy it on dvd mm. i'm not gonna buy it on blu-ray i'm probably not gonna watch it if it comes to cable well that's the thing too that's like again like we're not we're we were never into service right but like i know service people who i work with who saw it, loved it, you know, is going to buy it on DVD because mm-hmm. to them, yeah. that's a part of their, like, who they were or who yeah. they are now, you know. My uncle was kind of like that. My uncle served um, a couple tours in Vietnam in the Marines. And, I mean, he, when he came back from Vietnam, he was really fucked up. And part of it had to do with the fact that he got left on a battlefield. They thought he was dead. And then when they went back for him, they realized he was still alive. Um, so, you know, it, it, it messed him up and you know when he came back it's not like now where they have better treatment for yeah, folks with ptsd they still don't get the treatment no they they, should. they definitely don't get the treatment they should but it's it is a bit better than it was back in the 70s yes. so um well then the fact that he probably came back to a bunch of uh protesters yeah well yeah that too you know, yeah, i mean like ridiculous. he he used to hide under um i mean my my grandma told me a couple stories before she passed away how like when he went off um when he got uh, got sent over there like her hair went white like <laughs> very quickly yeah. and when he came back and he was done you know his service um he was so he was so traumatized like he would hide under our dining room table with the dog and not move and just sleep there and you know my grandmom had to tell people like you know cuz my grandfather didn't want him under there and was like you know, everybody was trying to, like, go near him. And my grandmother was like, just leave him alone. Leave him be. Let him have his space. He'll, he will come out when he is ready to come out. But, I mean, he, um, I remember growing up, like, he collected, like, Rambo and, like, all those, you know, military-type yeah. movies. And he would just watch them over and over and over again, like, at loud, you know, like, right. really loud. Um you know, and I never understood it until, you know, I got older. Like, he creeped me out when I was a kid. Well, yeah, you're a kid. You don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I was I avoided him. I actively avoided him. And it took me a while for me to understand, like, why he was the way he was. Like, before he... He used to live a block over from me. And before he moved, um, I ran into him one day. And, you know, I was trying to, like avoid him a little bit and he's like erica come here i got got stuff for you and he gave me like a box of stuff uh, you know from when he served in the military and he's like you know i I want you to have this stuff i still have it right like you know there was like there was this um 
poster. It was a photo that had been taken of him riding in a tank, and they used it for some kind of um, like advertising or propaganda or something yeah, like yeah, from propaganda yeah. picture. Yeah, and they had blown it up poster size for him. Wow! And he gave that to me. And said, here, you know, frame this up for me, you know. And he's like, but I want you to have it. Like, I still have all that stuff. I, fr- I framed it. And then that's when he told me, you know, just keep it. And I still have all, you know, I'm not going to get rid of that stuff. No. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, my uncle's still alive. But honestly, I haven't talked to him in like 10 years. Right. You know, and at this point, it's not because I'm avoiding him. It's because he moved away. And I just, he's not part of the family I keep in contact with. But I still have all that stuff from when he served. And, you know, it, it. It did a number on them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so too. But as like I said, entertainment-wise, I was like, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll probably talk about the Oscars later in the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I don't think it's just. I think that if it wins Oscars, it's going to be because um, old white guys want to pat themselves on the back. Right. It's a the fix is in. I, I, mean, I, I I do get the feeling that the fix is in because I as great as Bradley, Bradley Cooper was in the movie, he was nowhere near as good as. Benedict Cumberbatch in the imitation game as good as he was as good as the movie was and I thought the movie was alright imitation game blew it out of the world like blew the doors off of it like on the way home dad and I were we went both of us were in kind of agreement kind of going yeah alright it was, it was a movie like it wasn't like we it's and, and he my dad served mm-hmm. you know he's just like yeah I, I he's like he's like it's, he was like it's nowhere near as good imitation game I was like thank you dad like for my dad to kind of, he's like that movie still affects me. The Imitation Game, he's like how good that movie was and how all those things that happened in that movie, like for good or for bad, it was just like that movie impacted both of us on a different level than this movie did, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like if you know when we do get talked to the about the ass because we went through the the ballot last week in the podcast. You know, which you can find on our website, wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, we'll see how Oscars pan out this year. But I, I'm, I, right now, the horse I'm back in is the imitation game on all levels. Okay. Yeah. But I think what we'll do is we'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll get started with Life, the Universe, and everything with Erica. How's awesome. that at some people? Uh, ooh, excuse me. <laughs> I was waiting for him. Like, he's making like, some weird noises I'm over like, there. Hold it, hold it. <laughs> ooh, I tooted. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, folks. And we're back. Welcome back. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, we are. <laughs> I just got a text from my girl. It sounded like, as if you heard that mm, mm, coming through the mic, you know it's not Sean's ass. It was my phone. <laughs> This time. This time. Can't <laughs> promise it won't be next time. Wink, wink. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Hope you laughed along. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. You know, to, to tease a little bit of part two, we bring you a life, the universe, and everything with Erica. And then we're back live. Where we talk about sex. Actually, more about fetishes, really. Which, I got to be honest, we've actually discussed in the past. Yeah. On the show. So, kind if you hear Ed and I kind of go, oh, it's because we... Old hat kind of thing, I guess. Um, and then we uh, talk video games. I gave my review of one, two games. I, I talk about Advanced Warf- uh, mm-hmm. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare and the uh, Saints Row 4 slash Gat Out of Hell combo pack that was released last week on the PS4 and Xbox One. Um, that's you know, we'll get to look forward to in part two, folks. Uh, in the meantime, though, I mean, as much as we appreciate the downloads, 
Don't forget, we are live on Sunday nights from 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TunedIn, or iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio in those apps. In the meantime, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, type in Geeksters Radio. You'll see the Geeksters page. Hit the like button. Or follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters or on Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, uh, don't forget to hit our wordswithgeeks.com webpage or iTunes to download this past, present, or future episodes. Or while you're hitting our Facebook page with the About button, you'll see where you can find us besides just those two spots. All right. And those are two we just made push because, you know, we want to flash that we have our own website and that we're in iTunes, yo. <laughs> Make it sound cool and hip, even though probably everybody's on iTunes. My five-year-old nephew's got an is an iTunes. He he reads and he's got a bigger audience than you. <laughs> War and peace, five Leonard Toy Toy, Red Five Little Johnny, five years old. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at, you can contact Sean at Sean. <laughs> you can contact me at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or Erica at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. That's <laughs> Erica with a K. <laughs> and then while we'll go now, let's let Ed compose himself so we come back for episode two. So we'll see you in a bit, folks. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.